Hi, I'm George Stalker, and this is Last Week in .NET for January 3rd, 2021. Is it over yet? Maybe? Not sure. 2021 certainly has come in like a lion. Here's to hoping it goes out like a lamb. We have a new president here in the States, a renewed focus on science, and a bunch of things that happened last week in .NET. So let's get to it. Visual Studio 16.9 Preview 3 has been released. We now have IntelliSense for preprocessor symbols. This is about 20 years overdue, and I'm excited to see it. Not actually excited enough to use preprocessor symbols, mind you, but excited nonetheless. Project Ty 0.6 is out. Now, if you use microservices in serious conversation, you should give Ty some attention. It's 0.6, so give it the attention that that version number deserves. Microsoft has automated IntelliSense tooling to help you write pinvoke invocations. If you deal with Win32 APIs, see if the CS slash Win32 NuGet package helps you out. Special thanks to Claire Novotny for the link. Refit version 6.0-preview.84 has been released. And Refit is a type-safe REST API library for .NET. The KDL parser for .NET 1.0 has been released. I didn't know about KDL before now. Apparently, it's like XML or JSON. It's a configuration language. Now, if you use it, shoot me a note. I'm really interested to learn more. JetBrains is hosting a webinar on the open source project Fluid Validation on January 27th. Now, Fluent Validation is a library that provides, well, what it says on the tin, Fluent Validation. Okay, there's a webinar on this on Wednesday. It feels a little bit like a webinar on how to use a hammer, but I'm willing to be surprised. Julie Lerman details the content she's released on Entity Framework Core 5. Now, Julie is one of my favorite content creators, and I'm always happy to share her work. Conrad Cocosa has an eight-part series coming out on the .NET Garbage Collector. In part one, Conrad introduces you to the internals of the Garbage Collector. Now, there's really no way to talk about the GC without wanting to fall asleep, and I applaud Conrad's effort to make it interesting. If you find yourself running into allocation or performance issues, then learning about the Garbage Collector is a good idea. And video is probably the least terrible way to learn about it. Anthony Giretti introduces us to a ridiculously named and yet surprisingly helpful tool called GRPC UI, a visual way to see what's being sent and received through GRPC. Think about it like Postman, but for GRPC services. Kevin Griffin is interviewed about what sort of real-world projects you can use SignalR for, including one he's interviewed about where it saves lives. Now, Kevin also offers consulting on the world of SignalR, if that's interesting to you. .NET Front End Day is January 28th, and there's still time to sign up to learn about using .NET for the front end of your application. The Entity Framework Core 6 plan is out. And it seems like there will be no rest for the Entity Framework team. 
they put together a pretty aggressive plan for features and performance improvements, and I wish them luck. David Fowler does a part two to the ASP.NET Core architecture videos. Now, if you didn't catch part one, David basically goes through why ASP.NET Core works the way it does and deep dives into its internals. So these are really good videos to keep an eye on. Did you know that F-Sharp has a stats library? Now, I have a fondness for F-Sharp, much like I do holiday chocolate, but I won't spend all year eating holiday chocolate. ACA.NET hosts its community stand-up. If you use ACA.NET, this video is for you. Dean Ward of Stack Overflow details in a blog post how they abuse iConfiguration in .NET Core. If you find yourself with environment and tenant configuration settings, check this post out. John Skeet talks about C-Sharp and time on Adventures in .NET podcast. And yes, dealing with time and dates in .NET is an adventure. Steve Ardalis-Smith talks about how you should use the API Endpoints project instead of MVC controllers because, and quote, MVC controllers are dinosaurs. I've got opinions about this. Now, the, the clean architecture crowd isn't going to get my sympathy by saying this sort of bullshit. Your architecture isn't clean if you don't use this Rube Goldberg contraption of best practices we've put together is a bullshit take, and I'm not here for it. Thank you. Next. Microsoft has released a deep dive into stage two of the activation malware dubbed SolarAware in the SolarWinds hack. Now, it's undeniably bad when your malware attack gets new code names for each attack vector. The .NET Focus on Windows conference is February 25th, 2021, and it will focus, well, on Windows desktop applications. There's been no word yet on speakers or schedules. I'll keep an eye out, and when I know, you'll know. Jennifer Riggins has a blog post where she talks about why tech is still toxic for women. Now, our best days in this industry are ahead of us, but we are not going to get there if we're making it impossible for half the population to be a part of tech. Read this article, internalize what it has to say. GitHub security team wants to talk to you about securing your open source project. Now, open source and hosted secrets management is definitely a need in the open source community. And if you run an open source project, you should reach out to GitHub security team. Special thanks to DD Walsh, that's at DD Skier on Twitter, for the link. Jared White writes about why Tailwind CSS isn't for him. Now, all technologies go through the Gartner hype cycle, and Tailwind isn't any different. What is different is that techies, well, we get pretty religious about the libraries we use. Special thanks to at Sarasoiden on Twitter for the link. Scott Hanselman sits down to talk about event modeling with Adam Dimitrik. Now, event modeling is one of those phrases from distributed systems architecture. And if you find yourself saying the words microservices or Kubernetes in any serious conversation, you should probably listen to this podcast episode. Microsoft says the quiet part of pack contributions out loud. Now, Microsoft has been chastised 
for not stopping its political contribution to members of Congress that encouraged the insurrection on January 6th. And Microsoft says they need to continue to give money to politicians so they can, quote, pick up the phone and, quote, get help. Speaking of Microsoft and money, they're hiring in Boulder, Colorado for their commercial software engineering team, which is effectively a project team that writes software for their customers. It's a, it's a consultancy. And that's it for what happened last week in .NET. I'm George Stocker, and I help teams double their productivity through test-driven development. If that sort of thing interests you, check out www.doubleyourproductivity.io. Thanks, and I will see you next week.